Welcome to Cat Talk Radio with your host, Molly DeVos. Molly is a cat expert and certified feline training and behavior specialist. With her expertise and her guests, you'll learn how to interpret and control behavior issues with your cat, how to entertain and converse with them, and keep up on the latest feline news around the world. Now, here is Molly DeVos. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Cat Talk Radio. I'm your host, Molly DeVos. Today is our 230th Cat Talk Radio episode, and we're going to talk about triggers and glimmers. But before we jump into that topic, I want to welcome to the show my handsome husband and co-host, Dewey Vaughn. Hello, my beautiful love, and hello to all of you out there in the big cat world listening to this show. Thank you very much. And what is this? I just don't understand. I'm just kind of confused to know in triggers and glimmers. So what is triggers and glimmers? Well, I, you know, it's funny. I, I wanted to do this. Triggers is, is a term that we use a lot in cat behavior. Um because a trigger is actually a, a stimulus, something that happens that elicits a reaction. So if we were talking about people in terms of like mental illness, a trigger is something that that brings on or maybe worsens symptoms that somebody's having. A um, lot of times, you know, in people, and I guess probably also cats, but if there's a past trauma in your life, a, a trigger will bring forth that past trauma, right? So in a cat, I think, you know, it's, it's a, a trigger is something that cues a potential threat, right? It, oh. it says danger's coming and... In, in humans, uh, when that happens, our body releases stress hormones like adrenaline and cortisol. And I bet that's true with cats as well. You know, it's, it's a, uh, and, and in cats, it's going to trigger that flight, fright, you know, type mechanism, freeze, freeze, fight or flight are typically the, the cat's reactions to fear. So we talk about triggers a lot when we're talking about cat behavior. Yeah, you know, and I would, I understand that now. Thank you for explaining that. So I've got to understand, I know you're going to get more into triggers, but tell me what the glimmers are. Well, the glimmer is just the opposite. It's the opposite of a trigger. It's that moment that something happens that makes you happier, right? Or something you see that you're in awe of or you feel hope, right? It's, it's, it's the opposite of fear. A, a glimmer is the opposite. So, and yeah, let's do, let's do talk a little more about triggers because I think it's important. It's certainly important in cat behavior because, you know, behavior issues in cats are often rooted in stress, right? And, and a trigger triggers stress. It, it increases stress in a cat. So really in a cat's world, it's something or more likely many things are causing a cat to feel 
unsafe or frustrated or uncomfortable, painful, annoyed or bored or something like that. And and stress reduction is really necessary to resolve behavior issues. And rarely is a behavior problem only about a single stress factor, right? There might be one trigger that sets that ball in motion, but there are often other sources causing stress to to kind of build up. It's called trigger stacking is what it what it does. So, you know, well, it, it and and there are people you've probably heard that term, right? Trigger stacking. Have you heard that before? No, I've never heard that. And I know you're gonna unpack all that. Can't wait to hear what that really means and how you go about handling that. Well, it's like, you know, we always say, did I put my toothbrush in the wrong place? Right. Mm-hmm. When it in in relationships, that's our joke to to point out that, you know, if a couple has a relationship issue, it's rarely about that thing on the surface that you put your toothbrush in the wrong place. It's usually about other things, potentially many other things that are below the surface of that one thing. And so that's why behavior can appear sudden or random or inconsistent when trigger stacking is happening. Oops, that was Pico just jumping right into the microphone. Well, hello. <laughs> Did you want to add trigger stacking? <laughs> <laughs> so so what, when, do you, what would you do in a situation where, well, let's back up and ask, how do you identify these trigger stacking situations as they occur? Well, you know, when when you're when you can't identify one single cause for the behavior or the behavior appears random, then you you just want to reduce as many stresses in as many areas as possible. Right. So let's say the cat is peeing on the bed. Right. And there may be several things that are contributing to that. It might be the litter box was dirty that day. It might be conflict with another cat, saw a cat outside. Combination of these triggers, these layers of triggers might be happening. So when we can't really go, well, you know, the litter box might have been dirty that day, but it's, you know, they do a pretty good job of scooping it. Can't really point to litter box dislike as the main issue. Then we have to improve on all of those areas. We have to assume that there are multiple stress points that are stacking to cause, you know, a breaking point that leads to a behavior issue. And that's true in, in people too, right? Yeah, I can see that. Um, but my, I think one of the questions that came up to me was when you said that is how do I mean, I see that this this behavior problem and I'm thinking there's a trigger that's behind it. How do I backtrack that to know that it might be the litter box or it might be something else? How do I identify all that? Well, the first thing you could do is contact a, a behavior specialist and let wow. them help you. Yeah, that's it. That's what right. Have have them lead you through that because you know you you might not know all of the potential stressors. You know, people have had cats their whole lives, and 
And when I start talking with them about cat behavior and about what's natural to cats, they go, God, I've had cats my whole life and I never knew that. There's a there's a lot out there that, you know, you, you may not know about cats. So if your cat is having a, a behavior issue, then, you know, you, you need to start peeling that back like an onion, you know, like the layers of the onions. And, you know, if it's peeing on the bed, again, it could be pain. Oftentimes, you know, pain or, you know, is a is a trigger for aggression or frustration. Right. And in cats that can be directed towards people or other cats. So, you know, you really got or, or could be lead to peeing on the bed. You know, you, you got to rule out medical issues and then you got to look at all of the potential stressors in the environment that could be stacking up. So in other words, the cat peeing on the bed, it might not be just one thing. It might be little bits of four things. And when they all get stacked on top of one another that day, that's when the cat pees on the bed, you know? So we have to attack all of them. And and to a lot of people in a behavior consult, you know, they go, my God, she gave me way too much homework. You know, I got to do 14 things. Well, sometimes that's what that is, is that's attacking stressors that I see in that cat's environment that you could be improving upon. So I give you a to-do list that's going to reduce that cat's stress overall and hopefully bring it into a tolerable level where the cat's not triggered by, you know, minute amounts of stress in the environment. So, if I see these behaviors happening and I start trying to figure out where those triggers are that tried to do that, I can't figure that out. I call a wonderful cat behaviorist like yourself. You'll come in and you kind of help assess all of that and figure out where the triggers are that are happening and then try to alleviate and work with the cat and work with the owner as well on figuring out the best results. That's great. Good stuff. So what about glimmer? What's let's let's unpack glimmer a little bit. Yeah, and and I hold on before we go there cuz I feel like when you were saying that I was thinking about people, right? Cuz I think some of the best ways to understand our animals is to obviously to to relate them to ourselves, right? There's there's some good in anthropomorphizing situations. And so like if I started having irrational behaviors, you would go, wow, what's triggering that, you know? And you would begin to try to identify through conversation with me and observation of what's going on in my life, things that might be causing me stress. And if it's on one hand work, on the other hand, you know, something's going on at the shelter that's particularly stressful. There are behavior cases stacking up. I don't feel like I have time to get to. Our calendar is too full. We have a bunch of young grandchildren visiting. I mean, you know, there's <laughs> yeah. lots of you in your... You're all on its own. Right, which is happening, by the way, listeners. They arrive tomorrow for a week. So <laughs> I'm already having a little stress over it. <laughs> um, so, you, you know, you, you in your mind... In, in, in order for good conflict resolution between people, you don't 
you don't allow my stress and irrational behavior to trigger you into a response that's going to spiral things out of control, right? You step back and you go, now, why would she be acting this way? And you look at all the environment and you go, okay, I can see there's some multiple sources of, of stress going on. Or you ask me, how are things at the shelter this week? Or, you know, that kind of stuff. So that you can uncover, again, peeling back that onion as to what might be, you know, the cause for that. And sometimes just allowing someone to talk about it helps relieve it and then for you not to internalize it. But the problem is cats can't talk, right? <laughs> they, can't, they can't really tell us what's causing you stress. So that's why sometimes it is best to have a, a behavior specialist come in and, and just help you. Another set of eyes from the outside looking into the situation sees new things. So, And so glimmers... You know, our our brains, our our human brains, as we're and think about this in context of your of your cat, our brains have the tendency to look for the bad, right? And 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 anchoring to that, but priming your brain to look for the strengths and the good is in, is important, right? I think that's just as important if we focus on the bad things. So my cat peed on the bed this morning. Well, but for the last 30 days, he peed in the litter box, right? <laughs> and so you didn't let that occupy your brain nearly as much as you're letting the cat peeing on the bed occupying your brain. And for understandable reasons, you have to lay in it and sleep in it. And so that makes sense. So I think it's, it's important that we look at both triggers and glimmers in the same episode because we really are trained to focus on the triggers and not the glimmers. And I think by focusing on the glimmers in both our cat's lives and our own personal lives, for that matter, it, it kind of rewires our brain to focus on the good rather than the bad. Well, can you give some recent examples where you've kind of helped uh, with that same glimmer process? Well... So think about it. It's it's that, like I said, it's that moment where, you know, the cat or you are happier than the moment before. Um, something that makes you feel hope, right? Or the cat to feel hope, like you pick up the treat bag. That would be a moment of glimmer for that cat. <laughs> the, <laughs> or the cat. The the wand toy maybe or yeah yeah exactly or, you know, tree tossing or you know puzzle yeah yeah and and we're not talking about you know big expansive experiences of joy or safety or connection just these little micro moments that you know begin to shape our thoughts and and make us happy so for instance if you walk through the house and you notice your cat is laying in his favorite area and just looks as content as can be. The sunshine's coming in that window and that cat is smiling, practically smiling. And you go, that's a glimmer moment for that cat. How do I enable more of those for him? So that might look like... Um, getting the treat bag out or getting the prey play toy out and leading them 
to that bed or that spot when the sun is out, pray, play really heavily, and then lead them over to that spot with treats so they can lay down and enjoy that moment. Again, um, any anything you notice, and I think that's the problem with pets, is we get the pet, and when it's new, we notice a lot about them. All right, we're we're really tuned in. And after a few years, it's kind of like another piece of furniture that you have to feed and scoop the box and things like that. But it, I think we stop looking on that real deep level. So look at your cat every time you walk through the room and think to yourself, observe its body language and think to yourself, is this cat having a glimmer moment or a trigger moment? And if it's a glimmer moment, how do I enable more of those for them? You that's, know? A, that's a good way. What would you suggest if I was standing there in front of you? What would you suggest I do to 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 do that? Maybe like a like I maybe I'm just guessing here, but if I'm picking up the treat bag, I'm changing the trigger stuff to a glimmer stuff. Is that kind of what you're talking about? Yeah. I mean, yeah, definitely. Cats often get bored. Boredom is is a huge part of trigger stacking. One one of the layers of triggers, boredom, you know. Triggers can be things like that, like a feeling rather than an actual activity or or an environmental thing. I'm just bored. Although boredom is an environmental thing, I'm not getting enough mental stimulation, I'm not getting enough problem solving. So like you see how happy and excited Pico is when we put the treat puzzles out. Yeah. He loves that. That's awesome. And so, you know, we should do that more often. That way, that's a moment, a glimmer moment. Now, I think we do a pretty good job of making sure his day is pretty glimmery. He's pretty shimmery days, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> and, and that leads to a little bit of separation anxiety because, you know, when we when we leave, like even when we do something as simple as just go and sit on the back patio without him, oh my gosh, he goes bananas. And when we leave, he howls and he, you know, and he's like, where'd you go? And when we come back, he's rolling around on the floor and he can't get enough belly rubs and, you know, jumping up and head bunting us and just rubbing, rubbing, rubbing. And like, oh my God, I'm so glad you're home. I missed you so much. You know, when we were out in the yard for 10 minutes, I mean, it's, (laughs) I think clearly he attaches us to a glimmery life for him, you know? (laughs) <laughs> We're definitely anchors for providing a lot of glimmer. Yeah, you know, and I think I've seen some of that recently um, where, you know, we came home and he, you could tell he was stressed because he didn't eat much. And we got home and the next thing you know, he's eating everything. I mean, he's eating uh, every one of his meals. He's eating his overnight stuff. And so I think we saw some of that transition just being gone was was seemed to be a trigger. Now, I don't know what he did while he was here being babysat for those few days, but um, I'm sure it was probably not good. Yeah, she well, she said he ate well. I think if he wasn't eating, she would have let me know. But she said he ate well. But that last day she left and we were traveling all day. And so all of his meals were in a timer 
and they were not eaten. As we saw when we came home, he hadn't eaten because he doesn't like to be alone. You know, he's a very social cat, and he, I think, being alone is a trigger for him. I think it it causes stress when he's alone. So I think that's why. But, you know, I, one of the other things I was thinking about this episode, you know, how, how do we get out of our own head and think more about others, right? Because just in general, too, I think this is good. Other people certainly are pets. And so you think about the golden rule, you know, do unto others as you would do unto yourself. But there's also something called a platinum rule, which I think applies to cats better. And that is do unto others as they would want done to them. (laughs) And, you know, and I think that's super important. And, you know, we need to make sure that we're providing as many glimmer moments as we can for our cats and reducing stress triggers so that behavior problems don't arise or persist. Interesting. And I think you can get rid of triggers by simply focusing on the glimmers. That's great. I think it, I think it cancels, you know, I think because a glimmer is the opposite of a trigger, I think it cancels it out like positive and negative ions do i I think you know if you're focusing on glimmers then pretty soon your triggers are are fading and and becoming extinct well anything else in this trigger glimmer world (laughs) no i think i think i think we hit it i think that's it all right well i want to thank everyone for listening to us and I would like for you to go out and if you had any have any other questions or you have some suggestions for a show, send that to Molly at cattalkradio.com and please, you know, give us some input. Yeah, we have and we also have a new way to suggest uh, topics and or submit questions and that's a a voice recording you can actually send us a voice recording if you go to cattalkradio.com you'll see there where you can send us a message so try that out because it's kind of cool and leave us your name in the message and uh, we'll actually start playing those on the show and and we often of course read your emails so send those too today i'd like to also uh, suggest that you go to another website a friend of mine, Doug Hines, spends a lot of hours putting this website together. It's called catnewsheadlines.com. And it's a conglomeration of everything cat. I mean, so much resources there. It's like grab a glass of wine or whatever and, and kick back because you're going to want to spend some time in this in this site because it's, it's huge. Lots of great information about cat food, some super resources there, good blogs, listings of cat sanctuaries, all kinds of stuff. So, and he keeps like current headlines. It is like a, like a cat news headline because there are sections on cat food recalls and safety and and things like that. And then he has a section called 
the ultimate cat library with over 320 recommended books for reading. So it's it's a great site. And um, he puts in a lot of hard work. So I, I suggest you go check it out. Cat News Headlines, plural, dot com. And you can help us out in another way. You can go shop our store. If you go to cattalkradio.com or catbehaviorsolutions.org, there is a behavior boutique tab where we have products in our store. And those are some things that we carry that will help your cat's behavior, hopefully bring more glimmers and reduce the triggers in your cat's life by shopping in the store. And 100% of those proceeds go to helping cats because this is a nonprofit organization. There are no salaries paid out of Cat Behavior Solutions. We volunteer all of our time. Even the work we do in shelters is all of that money goes back into Cat Behavior Solutions and we do not pull out salaries. So all of that is is used for cat rescues and you know helping fund cat medicals and and some consults for people who can't afford them and all kinds of good stuff, good work that we're trying to do. And we're going to keep doing all this good work, not only for the community, but to help increase the bond between you and your cat, as long as shelter, shelter euthanasia, euthanasia is, is the number, the number one, one cause of cats. death in cats. All right, everybody. Until next time. Hopefully you have a very glimmery, glimmery, glimmery week. And until next time, keep calm and purr on. Goodbye, everybody. You can be a cat lifesaver by helping to keep us on the air. In the U.S., about 10 cats per hour are euthanized in shelters due to behavior issues. Through this educational radio show, behavior consultations, seminars, and articles, Cat Behavior Solutions intercepts cat behavior problems in the home, reducing the number of cats who are surrendered to shelters. Make a donation at catbehaviorsolutions.com. That's catbehaviorsolutions.com. Looking for products that address specific cat behavior issues? On our website, cattalkradio.com, you'll find things that will create enrichment in the environment for your cat. Toys that will reduce boredom, the world's best and safest nail clippers, and much more. All proceeds support our mission, reducing the number of cats surrendered to shelters. Stop by the site and pick up a few tips and tidbits for your cat today. Visit cattalkradio.com and look for The Behavior Shop. Thanks for tuning in to Cat Talk Radio. Please join your host, Molly DeVos, for another episode of the program on the Voice America Variety Channel. Now, go make a connection with your feline friend.